Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of the cross. The cross, our Statue of Liberty. Yeah, so why is the cross so important? Why the fuss about the cross? And who cares? See, hanging around people's necks here and there. You see people getting up to bat in the major leagues and doing this thing. You know, there's there's something to this. We're going to look into that today. It's, it's pretty exciting stuff. Amen. I am your host, John Westfall. This is my guest, Pastor Duke Herget. And today we're going to be explaining the importance of the cross. Why is it so important? What does it mean to those who really understand it? And, and as we look at this, it's genuinely the crux of everything that we base all of our system on, our belief system. And so uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And then we're going to get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and love you, Father. Thank you for this time together, a time that we can share information, have fun, Father, and just uh, um, help someone that may be struggling with the question, uh, what about the cross? Father, we thank you and we love you. We pray your hand upon this hour in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So so uh, here's an interesting thing. Some have crosses that have Jesus hanging on them. And then uh, some have uh, the crosses where uh, they're just a cross. So what's the significant, I mean, I... The simple answer to that is uh, one is the Catholic with the, the body of Jesus still there, and it represents that Christ was crucified for us. And then uh, the more Protestant version of it is, yeah, he, he, he suffered, bled, and died on that cross, mm-hmm. and we're with it, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But he was but, buried on the third day and rose again. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he can't. He he came off the cross. So yeah, so we focus more on that part of it. So right. I'm not against him still being on the cross as a reminder. Right. Every time I take the Lord's Supper, communion in church, I'm reminded of that. Mm-hmm. Keep me in the shadow of that cross. He bled. He suffered. He died there. But uh, the the no Jesus on the cross is right. is symbolic of his resurrection. Right. So I love them both, but I go with the resurrected one. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the empty tomb. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's empty. Uh, he's not there. He has raised, uh, 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 risen. risen. Yeah, I, I love, and I love, the, I love the fact that when they run into the cave and they see, uh, uh, you know, of course, John and Peter are running into the cave. And, and John, st- he pauses and Peter's like, why? <laughs> Get out of my way, man. And John wrote in his gospel that he did outrun Peter. Yeah, he, he did. Holy Spirit allowed him to write that. Who won the race down to the cross? Yeah, uh, John says I won, but Peter was rude and knocked me out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but but one of the cool things that I love about it is when they get in there and they see that the garments are folded, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the significance of the folded garment. Uh, so many people don't know, and I know this doesn't have anything to do with the cross, but but it has everything to do with the importance of why why Jesus is not on the cross anymore, and and the the napkin uh, or, or that which he was covered with was folded nice and neat on the... Laid on the little shelf there. Yeah. I've and, seen that shelf many times. And so the... the isn't that... Dude. Okay. And and so... Because uh, when I was there and saw it, um, you, you can't help but to just recall all of this and think about it. 
scriptures come alive, and I call it the Jesus heebie-jeebies. Right. It's like, <laughs> whoa, that's where he laid him, and that's where he laid the garment. My wife always reminds me, you know, fold up your your sheets and your, you right. know, your towels, and <laughs> Jesus did that. You know, that's right. you got to be neat like Jesus. He rose from the dead, but he took the time to fold <laughs> that out. It's going to change the history of the world, but yeah. fold your towels and right. put them where they belong. Yeah, he know. didn't leave a mess for nobody yeah, else, he, so don't you either. That's right. He, he did that for the women, I think, <laughs> right. so they could blame us forever. Um, so, so the interesting thing about the folded garments is uh, uh, for the Jewish manners and customs, the master would be at the table eating, and the slave would be off to the side watching, and they would not come and take the dishes. Even if the master got up and left, if the napkin was still folded neatly, they knew he was returning. Mm-hmm. Wow. But if they took the napkin, if the if the master uh, took the napkin and it was it was ruffled and thrown in the middle of the plate or ruffled uh, and, and just not neat, then they knew the master was done and he wasn't coming back. And so the slave knew to just go out and clean the table because he's done. He's not coming back. When you when you see and read that the the uh, that his cloth was folded nice and neat, it literally symbolized. Um, cause it was his facial covering and it symbolized, I am not done. I'm not finished. I'll be back. Wow. I came here to teach and I'm learning. That's isn't that, awesome. Isn't that amazing? Bible geography and customs make that the scriptures come alive. We see what happened, but if we don't know the culture, if you don't like, know the culture, it's right over our head. Yeah. And so, so for us, the, uh, we would just look at it and go, okay, there's not going to table. He's not there. He's done. But for them, they went, oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's still folded neat. The master's not done. He's not finished. He's coming back. Even so come. Woo. Okay. All right. So at any rate. Let me go back to the cross. Now man. go back to the cross. Yeah, that I'm was all ready to pump and ready to go, John. <laughs> that was that little extra. Mwah. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. We got the napkin down. Now let's go back to that cross. Go back to the I cross. I remember uh, coming to faith. You know, you, you have that initial experience with the cross and. Yeah, like you said earlier, you got that. They got the cross with Jesus on it. The cross without Jesus on it. People crossing themselves and the cross, right. and and it. You know, you see symbols. You see bumper stickers. The cross. And I remember going to church, and it was a very, the evangelical churches don't have statues and things like that. But there, there was a cross, mm-hmm. and uh, I, but it wasn't just a cross that was hanging there. It it was cross central, mm-hmm. the message of the church was cross-centric, if you please. Right, right. And I'm just coming off the street, man. You know, I got trying to beat a drug habit here. And, you know, my dad's beating up my mom at home. And we've got some problems here. And maybe I'll go to church and get some help. Maybe I'll learn some things. And so I go to church with this boatload of problems. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of thinking maybe they're, they're going to address my problems from the pulpit. <laughs> they didn't. Yes, they did. I just didn't realize it. They were they took me right to the cross. I'm yeah. thinking, what? That was like 2,000 years ago. This is 1972, man. There's some issues. There's a war going on in Vietnam, and I don't want to go there. But I, I am a patriot, and I'm a mess, and I don't want to go to prison, and I don't want to OD, and I, I, I don't want my parents to get a divorce. And, and I go, and what do they do? They put right in my face the cross, and they did it on purpose and they weren't apologetic for it. They're it's your answer. And, and I'm come like, to the cross, come yeah, to the I'm cross. Like, okay. Everything, everything you're looking for 
Is at the foot of the cross. Yeah, they said, you know, take me yeah. to the, you know, I, I, you just took the words out of my mouth there, you know, there's room at the cross for you. I'm, okay, but what does that mean? And we have a scripture show, staring us in the face here. You want to yeah. read that? Um, so it's 1 Corinthians 1, 18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of of God. God. There we go. The power of the cross. Well, the cross is symbolic of, it's, it's kind of that centerpiece that we focus on our minds on what Jesus did. Right. Uh, the cross and Jesus, you Well, the cross separated. tells the whole story. You know, when he was approaching the cross, uh, there was a lot of drama going on in there in Gethsemane. And uh, he reminded them, he said, look, you the human the human drama and he prayed uh, uh father not my will thine be done if it be possible let let this cup pass from me he's right. just approaching the cross and not three times yeah because he knew the pain mm. of the cross physically at the, the human level we see yeah. the humanity right. of jesus That's as right. he faces right. the cross and i don't know there was any greater any any more painful way to die than the cross ultimate ultimate torture ultimate, uh, hor ultimate torture. horrendous and uh as the soldiers come to arrest him judas had betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver and then he got convicted went out and hung himself and i mean the drama is just everywhere you can right. cut it with a knife and right. and here comes the soldiers they, they they're arresting jesus and the disciples are terrified are they going to arrest us is he going to die are we all going to die and and they're totally freaking out and then Jesus to, to the point where they run away naked. Yeah. I mean, where, like their clothes are pulled off them trying to catch them. And they're like, yeah, they just run out of their clothes and keep on running. And in the midst of that drama, Peter whops off Malchus's ear. And then Jesus heals his ear. Put up your the sword. If you live by the sword, you die by the sword. All this There's drama. so much. In the midnight hour and torches and weapons and shields and drama. And, and, and the, the, the betrayal. Can you imagine? Because even at that of the moment, disciples, as they realize it was Judas, they uh -huh. want to kill him, and, and they hear Jesus says, angry. "Friend, do what you're going to do." Yeah, and he 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 made this statement. He goes, "Look, he's so cool, calm, and collected, man. It's <laughs> yeah. like he was in charge of the situation." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he says, uh, uh, "You you don't take my life from me. I'm not being overwhelmed here. I'm." Uh, uh, my plan is not, uh, plan A has not gone awry. Right. It isn't your plan is, is beating my plan. He goes, this is plan. Johnny, I, I lay my life down. That so comforts me. It's so overwhelming. It blows my mind that uh, those who are fighting against Jesus, hating him on the Jewish side, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, Caiaphas, the high priest, and his cronies, defying Jesus, hating him. And then on the Roman side, Pilate and Herod, in the rejection of Jesus or condemnation of Jesus, in the crucifixion of Jesus, only fulfilled his plan right that is so cool you know and and if you think about it you you're you're laying it all out and if anybody had a right to be angry bitter and and hateful it was jesus yeah you talk about injustice yeah on every level to to the to the nth degree here he is being accused of something he didn't do and then suffering a death for something he didn't do being hated for something he didn't do being despised for something he didn't do proven he didn't do it and the people still said 
kill him and let his blood be on us and our children. And that, uh, and here he is innocent the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And loving and compassionate. I think the world would be take strength if they would look, because we see some injustices in our world. Right. And, uh, the people's response to the injustice seems only to make things worse, to divide us more. And Jesus, the ultimate injustice at that cross, man, there we are at that cross. The cross is our crossroads. Uh, it's the crossroads of history. We measure our time to the cross. Uh, we call that BC. Mm-hmm. And then from the cross, we call that AD. Now they're changing that, of course, to CE, right. common era, but it's it, the cross is the center of all history. It, uh, it, it's the centerpiece of, of the human experience. And I knew as I heard them preaching the cross that it was real important. I need to learn about this cross. What, what, what's that mean for me? Okay, he went to the cross. I could say those words, but you kind of sense. I remember when I was unsaved, I, Christmas would come. You kind of know that it's bigger than the presents and the cookies. Right, right. You know, and you know, when I, I remember feeling that again when I first go to church and I, I hear him presenting to me. Okay, you got problems with drugs. Okay, the cross. Oh, you got domestic problems at your home. The cross. Oh, uh, you, you got some issues with the law. The cross, you know. Uh, the Vietnam, the cross, every, everything. The cross. And I begin to realize that, okay, I, I need to learn about this cross. I think that's why we're doing this podcast today. Yeah, because if we, um, uh, to, to uh, obviously the cross is the Christian symbol, if, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but, but in that symbol, uh, it's, it's much like the American flag. Okay, to me, mm-hmm. the American flag is the most beautiful flag in all the world. And not just because it's colors or design, but because of what it absolutely, absolutely. means. Great analogy, brother. And so, so when you look at the American flag, which, by the way, you can't separate the cross from the American flag. Yeah, they're kind of historically they, hooked. They're historically and hooked. And emotionally. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and um, uh, just like uh, we look at the, the American flag and we see the stars and we know the stars, they represent... Uh, each state and and we know that it's a union and then we see the red flag the, the the red stripes and we know that represents the blood the sacrifice uh, so as we go as we go through and we look at the flag we look at the design and of course it's, it, the the design changed but the meaning never did we just had to add more stars you know That's it. the stripes stay the same the stripes stayed the same and uh, and so when we look at the cross, we we look at the cross for for the same thing that it was representative of one man dying for all those states. You know, Johnny, we you, it would go back to in, when the Bible first starts talking about the cross. We're in the Garden of Eden, third page of Bible, third chapter of the Bible. It's veiled language. You don't quite see the cross yet, but boy, down the road. And Adam and Eve had sinned, and God came down and said, hey, I kind of knew you would sin. I got a plan to fix it. And through veiled language, he says, through the seed of a woman, woman. one day that's going to crush the serpent's head. Yeah. And that was talking about Jesus, the seed of a woman, right, born right. of a virgin. Right. It was talking about what Jesus would, I mean, he healed people, he cleansed the lepers, he raised the dead, he calmed the storms, he fed the multitudes. But that, those are cool Jesus things, right. but the big 
Jesus thing that affects all of us. He our conquers whole, death. He he's going to go to the cross where he's going to die, and it's in his death that he crushed the serpent's head. Yeah. So Whoa. so here's a cool thing is um uh I'm gonna pull this up here real quick. Johnny's dragging the Bible into this I, again, right? She so, always do that. Man. <laughs> so when we look at when we look at cha- uh, Genesis chapter three, and he says uh, that that the woman is going to have a, have a son, the seed of the woman, that's, that's Jesus, is going to crush the serpent's head. Uh, it is a picture of uh, of Jesus conquering death, hell, and evil. Uh, when it says he's going to crush his head. But the serpent's going to crush Jesus's heel. Uh, it is the difference of uh, the heel is the most. By the way, the heel is the most painful bone you can break in the body. It is absolutely the most painful bone you can break in the body. Uh, and so uh, I find that interesting, right? And then to crush the head is death. So Jesus is going to crush the head of Satan, going to kill him, uh, but it's going to be painful. Like there's a process uh, that because Satan leaves his mark. Um, but what he doesn't do is he doesn't, Satan doesn't gain victory. So I, I love in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, starting in, in uh, verse, uh, I can go back to 53, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible is put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God. Who giveth us? Who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ? And 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 here's the thing. And of course, he goes on in fifty eight. Therefore, because we have victory, because death is swallowed up, uh, uh, and uh, it says in fifty eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In the Lord, but. But here's the thing, all of that is only because of the cross. The cross. The third page of the Bible gives us the first promise of the cross, and then throughout the Old Testament, there's another picture, another picture, another picture of the cross of Jesus. Uh, uh, you see the innocent animals dying in Genesis 3, a few verses later, shedding their right. blood. Right. What do we have? A substitutionary death. Somebody's going to die on that cross that was innocent. Mm-hmm. Somebody who was pure, perfect sacrifice, the, the Passover lamb without spot, without blemish. Jesus being born of a virgin, sinful nature we all have, comes from our father. Yeah. Jesus had no earthly father, therefore he had no sinful nature and all this. Well, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to, inter- uh, we got to talk about that. <laughs> Are you going to interrupt me or am I going to interrupt you? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go for it, Johnny. <laughs> you just said it. So so here, oh, this is another podcast. Maybe you got to save it. Uh, could Jesus have sinned? Oh, that's another podcast. All right, leave it alone. Go ahead, brother. Okay. Uh, we have these, <laughs> these uh, promises, these little pictures, these little snapshots uh, as as the cross is, is the time of the cross will come 
we're going to have a substitutionary death on the cross. The innocent will shed his blood for the guilty. He'll be without spot, without blemish. He'll be the Lamb of God. He'll be born of a virgin. So all these pictures of Jesus always heading to the cross. Then you get to Psalm 22. Holy cow. The cross. They pierced my hands and my feet. A thousand years before yeah. the cross, the Holy Spirit just gives, I think, there's 16 specific details about what would happen. Of course, they're all prophetic. These things will happen at the cross. Yeah, because like you said, it's, it's what, 1,100 years before the cross. Before this happened. It's just like it was, it was just laid so, out. So not one generation would be alive at the time of the writing of Psalm and the, and the death of the, on the cross. I don't know if I understand. So, uh, no, in other words, so what I'm saying is, is when, when that was written, yeah. 1,100 years prior to the death on the cross, there was nobody alive. Oh, I see, yeah. I'm a little slow here. Yeah, that's uh, all right. 1969 <laughs> was a rough year, so brain cells didn't make it out. You know what I'm saying, John? I gotcha. <laughs> so, so my, my, well, and sometimes I don't always phrase my stuff clearly because <laughs> some brain cells got fried. Um, but what I'm saying is... It, you're looking at 1100 years. My, my whole point is nobody was alive yeah. to keep that story or whatever alive. It, it just was what it was. It was, it was written. written. And I think David, as he's writing that in the Psalm, he's like, what's this all about? Right. But I don't think the prophets always knew what they were saying. Right. Well, uh, and, it, and if they, if they knew what God, cause uh, clearly God told the writers what to write. But can you imagine the befuddlement that went through their brain when they're going? As David's writing, they pierced my hands and my feet. I was compassed about by dogs. He's like, that, that never happened to me yet. <laughs> but his descendant of the seed of David, mm -hmm. that would be Jesus's reality. Right. You know, you have that promise in the scriptures and it sat there for a, a, a thousand, eleven hundred years. It just sat there right. unfulfilled. But in the fullness of time, in the, the virgin brings right, forth right, her firstborn right. son. So and, then, and when you got to remember, the fullness of time literally means at the right time. Like, okay. like when everything's going, 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 the fullness of time means when, okay, now this is ready to happen. Here's how I call that and what I call it. No coinky dinky. Yeah, no <laughs> God's timing is perfect. By the way, I just want you to know I use the quinky dinky anymore. With, I'm like, I'm like uh, the Dukeism. There's no quinky dinky. <laughs> yes, I am associated with a few silly things. You are. Uh, you can't are. Help it. But boy, you know that the whole Old Testament pointed to the cross, mm -hmm. and then, and then of course Christ is going to die on the cross, and uh, he he told his disciples uh, that he would suffer, bleed, and die, and they don't want that to happen. Right. Right. Peter says, no, I'm not going to let that happen. Get behind me, Satan. Yeah, he, he meant well, but he just wasn't right. getting the big picture. The cross wasn't where Jesus got overwhelmed. It was the plan. Right. And so the time comes uh, as he's approaching that cross. And people had really didn't have a clue, even those that loved right. him. They didn't right. want him to go to the cross. They loved him, and they just didn't. Well, because all they, all they saw was death. Yeah. They, they, just, they, didn't, they didn't see that if he didn't die, they wouldn't live. 
Yeah, they didn't see, realize that he would rise, even though he told them over and over again that he would. And when he died on that cross, they just freaked out. They right. locked themselves down. Uh, it was like COVID, man. They're afraid of everybody. <laughs> they're afraid to go outside the house. Man. That's the great point. They did because they're like, oh, my goodness. Now now our leader is gone. They're going to come and kill us. Yeah, we're and- next. They, they should have been preparing for an Easter party. But, man, they weren't because, they, right. they, you know, the faith kind of went out the window. But, we, you know, we're human, and we get overwhelmed by what we see in the moment. And, and they were human, and they were, they were brokenhearted. Well, and, and they were still in the process uh, Jesus was still in the process of building their faith, you know, because they, even though they saw many miracles, I mean, listen, they, and they, uh, but he, he told them, look, you're, you're going to do greater things than I did, meaning healing people on earth. Um, and, and all these things that were being said is really, uh, until you go, can you imagine the first healing that they did when they, and then all of a sudden they're like, Whoa, wait a minute, I got this power and now not to abuse it. And to, I mean, these guys, listen, these guys, they learn, I think they learn more. I think the reality of what they learned the first three years with Jesus set in after the death. Yeah. They, they weren't connecting the dots. It's kind of like wax on, wax off. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You remember on uh, Karate Kid, uh, you know, it's paint the fence, paint the fence, paint the fence, and, and, uh, 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 you know, sand the floor, sand the floor, sand the floor. Well, Cheech and Chong didn't talk about it. I don't know about yeah. it. So. <laughs> I don't know about the so, so the karate kid gets mad. He's all mad, and because he he stands up and he and he tells his sensei, uh, "All I'm doing is painting your fence and sanding your floor and doing this and moving that." And and he goes, "And I'm just working for you. I'm slave. Tell me the good in it." And uh, and so he goes, uh, uh, um, uh paint the fence and he goes what he said paint the fence and he's like and he goes no 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 and and so now he's he's like showing him right and and all of a sudden now this dude has built the strength and he realizes all these exercises that he's been leading him to do by painting the fence and scrubbing the floor uh uh, strengthened his body and gave him the ability now to do karate because he had the strength to stop the blows and so on and so forth and I think with G, like the disciples are, are going, man, we're three years with Jesus, and what do we learn? What do we do? Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden he dies, and he's going paint the fence. And they're going, whoa, I know what this is. That's a great, a great analogy. You know, that, that when the cross happened, they, had, they, had, they were clueless, just like I was when I first encountered the cross. Yeah. They were clueless. Like, they were very sad. It's like, what's the fuss? The cross. And, uh, but, you know, when after the resurrection, they begin to connect the dots and said, oh, who was that one on the cross? That was the Redeemer. He's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. They understood the whole sacrificial system that started in the Garden of Eden, you know, with that the innocent you know, blood sacrifice and then right. the Passover lamb and then in the Levitical law and all those sacrifices, Abraham, Isaac, Jake, all of a sudden they realized that that's those sacrifices that were just part of their culture had a way deeper meaning those the sacrifice of those animals never took away sin it was just the answer of a clear conscience in the moment that we're listening to you god we're being obedient but god was pointing them every sacrifice was pointing to the cross where there would be one last all sufficient sacrifice to to cleanse the world from 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 all sin yeah because you know what a lot of people don't realize is when Adam and Eve sinned, they covered themselves in leaves. 
And it then it wasn't sufficient, was it? It's not sufficient without the shedding of blood. And no and and there's and and when you read Genesis, you don't read about the shedding of blood for Adam and Eve. What you realize, like as a puzzle, you got to put it together. What you realize is God gave them clothing made out of leather. Well, where'd that come from? Animals. Animals. So we see in Genesis from the first sin that had to be covered. Uh, and listen, the in, an innocent animal had to die to cover the sins of man until Jesus died on the cross. And we see it from the first sin where immediately, uh, immediately. Jesus, the lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. Yeah. But, and, and, and here's the, here's an interesting point as well is God kills this animal and he covers them because their covering wasn't sufficient. Biblical word, atonement. Atonement. Covering. And his love from the very beginning is, not only did I sacrifice an innocent animal to cover your sin, but now I'm also going to clothe you because those leaves won't put up with the first windstorm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I love you so much, even though you sinned and even though you did wrong, I love you so much. I'm still going to provide and protect you. His grace was greater than all their sin. Oh, my goodness. You know, there it is. We're just in the Garden of Eden, and already right. the cross is coming. And, and the cross truly is, just like, like the American flag is the symbol of freedom, mm -hmm. the cross is the symbol of life and freedom and all that God has to offer symbol of life, but also the symbol of death and that amazing yeah. all in the same, the same event. Every, but, but so if you look at, and, and I, I, I keep going to the American flag cause I want you guys to get to understand it. But the, the flag is the symbol of life and the symbol of death, not on the level of the cross though, because, uh, uh, um, it's the little picture. The it's, cross is the real picture. Exactly, exactly. But but it gives us something to relate to. I think the Statue of Liberty is like that. I, I still get the heebie-jeebies mm. when I take a lot of friends in New York City prior to COVID right. and uh, get on the boat and go and drive. You know, float. You know, uh, go out to see the Statue of Liberty. It's just something happens. It's it, you know, there's that song we sang years ago. In New York Harbor stands a lady with her torch raised to the sky, and all who kneel there. Uh, 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 realize uh, I'm losing the lyrics of the song. Do you now. need to sing it? <laughs> I love my audience. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> All who kneel there realize she stands for liberty for you and I. And then, then the last verse goes on lonely Golgotha stood a cross with our Lord raised to the sky and all who kneel there live forever yeah. as all saints can testify. So symbolism is, is, right. is, there's something really deep to it. And that's why people want to tear all that stuff down. It's like, totally out of touch well they were sinners yeah yeah there's they we're all sinners right. we have to learn from our sin we can't pretend it didn't happen or we just repeat it just repeat it yeah. i just take i just chased a rabbit away from the cross but you get back to the cross all that stuff gets resolved that's what's amazing the the, you know, the, the cross country. fixes all of that yeah yeah you know racism goes away at the cross yeah uh hate was goes a, away at the cross it was a black man a simon the Cyrenian, who carried the cross yeah. of Golgotha for Jesus as he was so blood uh, 
emptied by now mm-hmm. he could barely walk and uh, it was interesting right. god chose a black man to carry the cross I, I think that's pretty cool yeah yeah i think it's really cool yeah i i um uh because when, when we when you look at the cross um man <laughs> so the cross uh is the symbol of death but the symbol of life uh the cross uh divides and unites wow the cross man uh, um johnny i'm getting goosebumps man i, I mean th- the, the cross literally re- everything you think about the cross uh uh the cross is is the picture of sin and the picture of righteousness the, cr- the cross is everything it is all encompassing of everything in life righteousness and judgment kissed at the cross Uh, god's justice is satisfied i have my bible open to isaiah 53 now we're 600 years before the cross right he's looking down through the corridor of time and look what the holy spirit wrote through isaiah uh, for he this is the uh, well verse one who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the lord revealed this this one on the cross is going to be the arm of the lord reaching from heaven to us you know johnny you know the street fighter and getting drunk in the bar and fighting and and uh and i'm i'm getting high at the park and planning out bad stuff to our, and he cares about it he said, oh to whom is the arm of the lord revealed for he jesus will grow up before him as a tender plant as a root out of dry ground he has no form or comeliness or beauty that we should desire him there's no beauty that we should desire him he's despised and rejected a man of sorrows acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him not they don't understand you know well he's the messiah and they're rejecting him why would they do that he's, he's right. healing people why do they hate him he brings hope to people and they're trying to kill him they just didn't get it there was a darkness that was over their eyes they weren't uh, he, he had told about the cross that was coming and then when it came time when it's there they still don't get it but this is the part that is so amazing surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows and we did esteem him stricken smitten of god and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions uh, he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement or punishment of our our peace our sins was upon him and with his stripes we were healed all we like sheep have gone astray we've turned everyone to his own way but the lord is laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth uh he was brought as a lamb before his slaughter his sheep before his shears is dumb so he opened not his mouth and as he was being standing before Pilate, Pilate says it's so ironic don't you know who i am and jesus uh yeah the power that you have uh my father gave to you so yeah, he's in yeah. control of the situation and yeah. and he's going to go to the cross and the wrath of god this is one of the coolest verses in all the bible um it says um uh, he made his he made his grave with the wicked and in the rich in his death he was buried in the tomb of a rich man because he had done no violence no evil was in his mouth yet it pleased the lord the righteousness the justice the holiness of the lord it pleased the whole, the lord to bruise, bruise him. him sin must be paid for now and, and now think about the bruising <clears throat> that really puts it nicely is real <clears throat> His beard was ripped out of his face. He was unidentified as as a man. Literally, the Bible Bible says, yeah, the Bible says that that you could not identify him. He was marred more than any man, unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. Took the the cat of nine tails, 
which uh, would be they also took the strap of leather and it had would have uh, glass and hooks of metal in it. So when it when it when it hit the skin and latched hold of the skin, when they drew it back, they drew back flesh with it. Yeah, the damage was done on the pullback, not just the stripe. So you got both. You got the stripe and and the ripping of the flesh. And so it pleased the Lord not to do that to his son, but to pay the price for you and I. It was it was us that you just made it you just brought the reality in. There's a reason for this. Yeah. There's a reason for the cross. And the reason is me. The reason is you. It, it, look at this. It, he uh Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise Christ. He hath put him to grief. Uh, when thou shalt uh, make his soul uh, an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, those of us who follow him. Mm-hmm. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail, the suffering of Christ's soul, his son, on the cross, and shall be satisfied. satisfied. That's called the big theological term propitiation. We could throw a little theology at our at our, our fans here. Propitiation, the satisfaction of of the justice, the righteousness of the law. We have to be perfect to go to heaven. And yet we're fall short. But God punished his son so you and I could go free. Well thank and you. Yeah, and, and it thank wasn't Jesus. Uh the father knew that innocent life has to this is one of the things I think that we we miss and that some people miss um, you know you, you take a thief who who goes into the store and they rob a pack of gum and like it's just a pack of gum the store can afford it but he's not the only one robbing wow and so now all of a sudden we get multiple robbers but not everyone knows everyone's robbing and they're like it's just a pack of gum but the price uh uh, to to cover all the stolen goods has to be paid by somebody and that's what it is it's like for people who goes ah it's just ah it's just a sin it's just i just got drunk once i just lied it was a little white lie uh or or i mean you name it well well here's the problem though is that those sins have to be paid for just like the pack of gum. And the father sends his son, verse 11, he shall see the travail or the labor of his soul and be satisfied. The father is satisfied knowing that the sins of the world have been paid for so that the world, the people could be with the father if they choose and at that moment on the cross jesus cried out to declare what you just said when he cried out it is finished there you go dude look at that jumps up i used to say back in my day hey what's happening man this this is what's happening yeah cross and if if it weren't for the cross none of this would have happened and therefore, we would have nobody paying for our sin. We would pay ourselves. And we'd have to pay, we'd have to pay ourselves. And, and the truth is, dude, the cost is greater than what we can afford. Yeah, yeah. 
Hallelujah. What a, what a savior, Amen. you know, uh, pastor John, every Easter, they have all the show the week before Easter, they have all this, the shows about mm-hmm. Jesus and the right. cross and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, there, this debate breaks out every year, you know, who killed Jesus? Was it the Romans or was it the Jews? And, and the answer you know, is yes. Yeah. The answer is <laughs> we all killed Jesus. Yeah. Was it the Romans? Was it the Jews? Was it, uh, those all sinners? It was it. The answer is yes. When people, if you ask them, they're going to heaven and I'll say, yeah, I'm a good person. I haven't killed anyone. <laughs> How many times have you heard that? Right. Yeah. And, and almost say, like, yeah, almost like, but, but here's the interesting thing. And I'm like, yeah, you did because your sins killed Jesus. So therefore you killed Jesus because you weren't perfect. And then, but here's an interesting thing that I find. In, oh, dude, we got to pull this up because I want people to see that murder, um, is not the worst sin. Um, uh, murder, you know, people are like, oh, murder's the worst, murder's the worst. And I, I just want to point this out. God is not a God of chaos. God is a God of order. And so since he's a God of order, if this is accurate, which I think it is, and I'll tell you why, murder doesn't even show up on what God hates the most until number three. Uh, uh, Proverbs 6.16 uh, says this. Uh, I'm going to pull this down just a little bit. In 6.16, it says, These things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him. And then the very first thing on the, on, on the list is a proud look. Well, what was it? That destroyed Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Pride. The next thing on it is a lying tongue. Well, what was the 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 second thing that happened in the garden uh, was a lying tongue. The two things that literally put humanity in the position we're in today was uh, uh, pride and a lying tongue. Murder doesn't come until number three at hands that shed innocent blood. Yep. So when so so the reality is, people should say, "Oh, I'm a good person because I'm not pri- prideful and I haven't lied." That because pride and, and and lying come before murder. Yeah, we're all guilty of those two, and we're all guilty of those two at some point. Uh, and then he goes on. Uh, the, the fourth thing, a heart that devises wicked plans. Uh, the, the fifth, feet that are swift to running to evil. And then 19, a false witness who speaks lies or who lies against someone that's innocent. Uh, boy, we're seeing that a lot. Yeah, that's in the front page. And then here's, a, here's an interesting one that I thought was very interesting that, that, that God threw in there because all of these apply to the first six apply to everyone on the earth. The seventh one applies to the church. One who sows discord among the brethren. Yep. That happens about every church, doesn't it? Yeah. It's uh, serious. And people just think, I just, I just have some concerns. Yeah. I know. I know. Or, or, or here's the thing. 
bless their heart, they need our prayers, and then blah, they sell everything. <laughs> it's the, the it's, gossip. It's the it's the package, uh, the the decorated package of gossip. Right, right, and 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 guys, let me tell you when you know you're gossiping. This is just free information; doesn't have anything to do with anything except for I'm going to give it to you. Here's how you know if you're gossiping. If you have nothing to do with the problem and nothing to do with the solution and you talk about it, you're gossiping. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, John. So now, guilty, right? right. So back to the cross. Um, uh, when we go, well, I, I'm going to heaven. I'm a good person. I haven't murdered anyone. Uh, murder should be the last of your worries. It should be pride and a lying tongue that you need to go, oh, wait a minute, I am guilty of that. And so therefore I am the one who hung Jesus on the cross and Jesus knew that. And so that's why he voluntarily got on the cross and died for you and me so that we would have a way to heaven without the cross. You know that I want to go back to that word, and you read First Corinthians. It says this is the power, the preaching of the cross mm -hmm. is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. You know, when I, I remember the mystery of the cross, and it's, you know, you see them uh, hanging here, you see them on people's necklaces, right. and, and uh, the people cross, the cross sign and all that, and then you, you encounter it, and you know, well, Jesus went, died upon the cross for my sins, and then you you connect those dots and it, the cross sets you free. The cross, it's not that wooden object. It's no, what, it's the it, symbolism. It, it's the realities that unfolded on that cross that the cross remind us of who was on that cross, what he did. And we went from a wrong relationship with God as his enemy mm -hmm. condemned. He that believes not is condemned already. Condemned already. And 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 now at that at the feet of the cross, we are born again into God's family. We have a new father now. We're no longer of the uh, of our father the devil. We have a new father. We're adopted into his family. And then that cross, you know, Jesus keep me near the cross. They're a precious fountain. Well, because the the the, the cross if we're, if we're talking, the cross represents deliverance. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. And so, if we're gonna re, if we're gonna stay delivered, uh, and we're not talking about salvation, deli I mean, it delivers us through salvation. But but even in everyday problems, the cross delivers us if we stay close to it. Yeah. And the power. The power. And that power is 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 a, a an ever present power i call it that critical moment you know where my my nature still is to sin but the spirit is in me and so that temptation comes and my flesh would yield to that temptation but the power of the cross is with me now and that that you know that temptation to get high that temptation to steal that that temptation to the cross takes it away uh, the, to fornicate to whatever whatever the temptation is the cross is like in my face, not to condemn me, but to deliver me. Right. And that power of the cross is like 24 seven right. from age to age. It's the same from generation to generation. 
the preaching of the cross it's foolishness right. i thought it was crazy i come to church man they tell me about this guy that died on a cross two thousand years ago what's that got to do with with my situation everything everything, everything. And, and the cross keeps you from being like the dog that returns to its own vomit yeah oh boy amen that's what you were talking about yeah yeah you have the but you know there, there's another side of the cross too that i think is very important we're looking at the promise of the cross, the reality of the cross, what was happening on the cross. God's wrath was coming upon his son right. instead of us. But, you know, as, as we experience the cross, now there's another very important area that almost gets no attention today, but it should. The reproach of the cross. Yes. What <clears throat> pops into your mind when you think about that? Well, I um, when, when I think about the... Uh, the reproach of the cross. And you look at a society today that will have nothing. I mean, go back to what, 62, I think it was 62, 1962, when they took prayer out of school. Yes, sir. That was the beginning of our problems. And then they take the Bible out of school. Then let's take God off the money, which... They, they started to do, but that didn't work out well, so they left it there. Or the Democratic Convention at some of their uh, pledges of allegiance took Take, God out of the pledge. And now we allow, now we allow the, uh, uh, we don't, okay, if we have witness in a, in a courtroom, we don't use the Bible, and we don't use, we don't, so God, uh, 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 so help me God. Yeah, yeah. Um, so help me God, that's gone. Um, now in the courtrooms and before, uh, community meetings or whatever, they have allowed, um, people to come in, Satanists to come in and, and pray. And, and so reproach of the cross, you know, when we talk about the reproach of the cross, it, it it's, it's much more, it's all encompassing. It's, mm -hmm. there's a symbolic element of that as well. Uh, Jesus said, all who will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. He said, they hate, they're going to hate you because they hated me first. And so part of, uh, one of the, a uh, part of the Christian experience is the reproach of the cross. And it comes immediately. I, I remember coming home June 18th, 1972. I got saved and mom, I got saved. And she got angry at me. Like, hello, what are you talking about? I had you saved when you were a little boy. I had, a, uh, I had you baptized, so you can't get saved. You, I got you saved. And she was angry. And I was shocked. Like, I thought she'd be happy. I'd say, Mommy, you're right. the one who taught me about Jesus, that he was the son of God. And uh, she taught Sunday school at a, a liberal church. And salvation, we thought, were by works. And then I found out it's by grace through faith. A gift of God, not of works. I said, I mentioned both. And I received Christ. I was so happy. And I told my brothers I got saved. And they, they put a padlock on their door in the bedroom and says, no rednecks allowed, especially you do. Come down here. That's what they wrote. Yeah. And then my dad, I told my dad I got saved. He started laughing. I didn't know you were drowning. Ha, ha, ha. And I got, <laughs> like, wait a minute. This is the most important thing in my life, and you're mocking me for it. And they see the preaching of the cross is foolishness. It's foolishness. To them. Um, I remember when I got saved. Um, I, I think he's passed away now. I, I don't, uh, I have not kept up with him, uh, not, not due to me, but I had a teacher and, um, 
uh, man, loved him dearly, even though he's the one that turned me in uh, for drugs and everything. And I ended up having to go to, to rehab and everything. Uh, and at first I was really angry at him, but then he was always there with me and he would always come into rehab because I was in there for 45 days and he would uh, teach me and keep me up so I wasn't falling behind in school. And um, matter of fact, that was my last year before I dropped out. But uh, uh, loved him to death. Um, uh, he uh, was even, he was in my wedding. Oh man, redemption, huh? Loved him to death. And then... I got saved and I stopped by his house, uh, Sherry and I, and, and at this time, uh, at this time, I think we had two children or maybe just one at the time. I can't remember. And, um, when we stopped by his house, because he, I was living in North Carolina, he was in Ohio, but anyway, I stopped by his house cause I just wanted to tell him I'm, I'm clean. You know, cause you know, he knew Sherry and I separated again and, and I was, back on the drugs and the alcohol and, and, and he knew Sherry and I had separated that I was living a life I shouldn't be. And I wanted to tell him, um, I'm clean and Jesus is my savior. And so we stopped by and, and him and his wife both were home. Bob and Barb were their names and they, they were both home and, and we go in and man, it was a great reunion. And then I told him, I said, yeah, listen, man, Jesus, um, uh, Jesus is my savior and that's what cleaned me up. And he got angry. Never spoke to me again. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's this human self-righteousness. Never spoke to me again. Yeah. And dude, I've been, I've been, listen, I've been, I've been clean since the day Jesus delivered me. But you have this, this, the reproach of the cross. It's the it's reproach part, part. I had a similar experience. There's a wonderful family that lived on our block when I was a child and we were the wild, the, the drunken family and the violent family and the drug, the, uh, you know, the liquor business family. They were, they were very religious people. They went to a Lutheran church and they were very, they were wonderful people. They treated me like their own son. And, and I just figured any, I always thought anybody that really went to church were saved. And they, right. You know, yeah. I, yeah. Right. I mean, you, cause, know. cause he, he was strong Catholic. And so, yeah. And I thought I was so happy uh, that I had gotten saved and I went to visit them uh, uh, they, we had moved out in the country and we didn't see each other very often. And I thought, boy, I got to go tell, uh, Bob and Wanda. I, I don't want to call their name. And right, yeah, I, was, I think they're not even living today it was a long time ago. And I, I was so happy to go tell them, you know, Hey, cause they knew I was wayward and they, they were sad about that. They knew I was into drug culture. Yeah. Same so, thing. So yeah. Yep. Great news. Hey, you know, uh, I, 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 I got saved and I'm going into the ministry. When I said saved, whoa, I was shocked. They were angry. Don't you be bringing that into our house? You know, we, right. And I'm like, whoa, I love you so much. You were so good to me. I don't mean to be, I didn't even know. What did I say wrong? Right. And yeah, yet, I know. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I love what? you, man. I do for... to this day, to this day, I love them. I don't know if they're still alive. I don't know. Maybe uh, they'll stumble across this podcast in the province of God and, yeah, and I and man, uh, seriously, I I love them. Not loved, present tense. It, oh, dude, yeah, my love heart is always I, present because he was so invested in my life, and everything was great when we were doing it man's way. But the minute I brought God into it, the reproach of yeah. the cross, and and 
um, I was dumbfounded. Uh, Sherry and I talk about it today. I mean, we're, we're dumbfounded by that. And because it's like, well, wait a minute. Why, why all the hate when it, when it brought so much good? And Jesus said, they hated me before they hated you. Yeah. And, and, and it's foolishness to the person who doesn't believe, but to the believer, it is life changing. And, and I remember, uh, I remember leaving there saddened because I knew, I knew I'd never see him again, yeah. uh, because anything that was there was broken. Uh, but, but I want to say this real quick that, um, the difference between religion and, and the cross is relationship. Yes. Love, love was sent to that cross. Uh, love sent love to the cross. Uh, um, the cross took life because of love. And, and to this day, that cross is a massive symbol of the father and the son saying, I love you come to me and life will be so much better. And if it's not better here on earth, man, when you get to heaven, it will legit be heaven. Yeah. Uh, I have a story on the reproach and I want to switch gears to the blessing. And, you know, not only does the cross bring a reproach to some people, but that cross connected our hearts forever. Forever. But I remember going back. I don't know if that's a positive for both of us or for our wives, but it's pretty cool to me. <laughs> Dude, I'm in. What are the benefits of dead brain cells? It's just easier to love people. Yeah. yeah. I remember I, I was in this little town near Mansfield, Ohio, a town called Lucas. And I we used to hang out on the street corner, one street light, and we'd go down there and Jerry smoke, Queen. Smoke. <laughs> was there a dairy? Because you know, all towns have there, one later street light was. and a dairy queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a one, yeah. one light yeah. town. We stand down in the corner and uh, get high and drink beer and, you know, and just make bad plans and get a carload of guys, go down to Perryville and tell them they're dumb, ugly, their mother dresses is funny, their girls are ugly. So we'd have a fight and we'd come back and brag about how tough we were. That's how, that's right. how it was. Right. Then marijuana took over and kind of the fight went out. <laughs> we chilled out a little bit more <laughs> when we switched from alcohol to dope. But I, I, used, I mean, I just grew up on that street corner and those crowd, and I got saved. And I, uh, I, I went down, and the the the, the little uh, Cubs cave it was called. Uh, the dance hall broke, you know, ended at eleven o'clock, and everybody's out on the street there in the corner. And I come down, and I'd been a Christian now for about you know uh, six weeks, and I'm I'm preaching to them. Oh yeah, you're on fire. I'm on fire. Too. Jesus yeah. loves you guys, yeah, yeah, man. You yeah, got to come up to yeah, church with me. Yeah, and right. and the cop slammed me down, and I needed physically but he like you can't do this here this is unlawful assembly and i knew this cop he was like barney fife you know and i was like dude i was down here selling drugs under your nose for, for three years and so you nip let me it, go nip it in yeah, the yeah now i'm behind here with jesus trying to get him off dope and you're running me out of town and we should run you out of town right. and, and i was like shocked i'm the good guy here for the first time i was the criminal <laughs> and it was okay now now i'm the the evangelist and i'm a bad guy drew me out of town right. the reproach of christ but the bible says they went on their way rejoicing, counted a privilege to suffer for his namesake. So I got pretty excited that night when he ran me out of town, got me back in the car, made me leave town and don't come down here to preach anymore. Yeah, I didn't so, listen to him. So uh, who was it? Peter and I wanted to say Peter and John. Uh, 
I don't think when they were arrested and they said, okay, we're going to let you go because they knew they had nothing on him. We're going to let you go, but you can't preach the gospel around here anymore. You got to go and be quiet. And he said, do I listen to God or do I listen to man? And he chose God because as soon as they let him go, he hit the street preaching again. They turned the world upside upside down. down. We can do that too by the same power we have. We can turn. We have the same power. You turn the screen bush upside down. So, 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 so the problem today is not the same power. The problem today is do we have the same drive and desire? Same commitment, same fire. You know, I want to switch back to what I was saying the before. Blessing. You know, the, 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 the approach of the okay. cross. A lot of people want to water down the Bible. They don't want it. Well, you know, we'll just kind of go, I'm not going to judge them. And they won't call a spade a spade. They won't stand on the word of God morally. They won't stand on the word of God on the exclusivity of Jesus because they don't want to suffer reproach. Right. Oh, I can't judge their heart. I don't know what's in their heart. And it's like, listen, dude, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Show my people their sin. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so that's the negative side, but boy, the powerful side. I remember, uh, you know, I, I came to Christ and I went into that little prayer room and Ira Merce led me to Christ and I came out and there was about 15, 20 people out there waiting for me. The service had kind of ended and they're all out there waiting for me and they hugged me. And we, you know, back in those days, people didn't hug each other much. Right, right. And, uh, and they hugged me and a lot of them were crying. Oh, we're so proud of you. We're so happy for you. I'm like, and all of a sudden I realized, wow, that, that, that reproach of the cross for those that, that know him not, this is the embrace of the cross. Right. I'm in a new family now. And, and that, uh, okay, you said it. I'm in a new family. Do you know how many uh, families are angry at people when they first get saved? And they're like, oh, you'd rather be at the church with them than you would your own family. Well, it's because guess what? They're, they're not angry at us and throwing us out because we're living a, our life out for Jesus, you know? Because um, uh, a lot of family gets mad at someone when they get saved. Listen, there's some countries that if, if the person gets saved, uh, they're kicked out of the family. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of our Catholic families uh, uh, back in the early days when we came here when people would get saved. Their Catholic families didn't understand. They were scared. Right. And they thought they were doing God a favor by kind of rejecting them. Oh, no, you're going to go to hell. You you went to a, uh, an evangelical church. <laughs> They're terrible. And uh, we don't see that anymore. Right, but right. we used to see that right. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But just think of that, you know. the re- That's only went away in the last 15 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say. 10. I, I, yeah, I'd say 15. Yeah. But, you know bringing those two together the reproach of the cross we have people reproaching us because we got saved and they're reproaching us because we have a moral standard that we don't come up god laid that out in the word but that 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 rejection uh because of the cross the reproach of the cross drives us closer uh to our church family right you know i'd go home and my brothers are getting high i go to church and people are singing songs of worship yeah and, and all of a sudden you, you go and you got people cussing and you don't want to hear that anymore and so at church they're not cussing and and like there's they're all there's just this different dynamic that you don't want to be a part of uh uh of the old life or the old things because that's just not who you are you're a new creature in christ right uh i uh and and they notice it sherry's dad i love him dearly he um uh he made this statement he said I know there's a God 
because that's the only thing that could have changed you. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that's the, seriously, he's that's like. the power of the cross. That's the power of the cross. Yeah. Because uh, um, I was not the same guy anymore. And the preaching of the cross to him, he wouldn't get it, but, but he saw the cross, that power right. in you. He witnessed the power, uh, uh, but denied the reality. I mean, in other words, um, I mean, because he says he believes in God, and I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, he, he has his beliefs. We have my, uh, you know, I have my beliefs. Uh, love him to death. It doesn't divide us. Um, uh, but the reality is, he saw the power of the cross. Yeah. To the point where he says there has to be a God. That's what uh, the calling that I think is on all of us who believe that there should be such a uh, such a uh, commitment to Jesus, such a, an adoration of Jesus, such a uh, love for Jesus. It's just natural, and it just comes out. Just it just oozes out of us. I mean, my daughters did not come out uh, of the drug culture like me. Right. I remember my daughter Leah saying, "Dad, I just don't have a testimony like you have." And, like, and it, praise God, you have a much better testimony. I said, uh, Leah, the 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 gospel that got me out of the drug culture kept you out of it. Mm-hmm. And you have a purity that, uh, that I didn't have. I've been forgiven. I've been cleansed and I've been set free and I've been called and God uses my past. He's redeemed it so I can help others who are still locked in to the things that had control of me. And I know you do the same thing. Yep. You give your life to reaching people that Absolutely. are out, you know, messing up. But, uh, that, that bond, I, I remember one of the great things of traveling, the Lord has allowed me to travel, preach around the world a little bit. I, I get to Sweden, a totally different culture, and I'm in a little church, a Bethelkirchen. Be- Bethelkirchen is Swedish for church. I'm at, I'm at Bethel Church. And, uh, and Southern I, for chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Shirken. <laughs> And I, I preached the gospel, and they're, they're like kind of watching, well, this guy from America comes. And it was just a small church. They ran about 15 or 20, but the, I, the, I kind of wakened. This guy's coming from America, and his family got saved in our church, went back to Sweden, lit it up. They had about 60 out that day. It was Amen. packed house. And they're kind of watching. And I start preaching the cross. And these people, uh, many of them, they knew Jesus. And, boy, you could just see, like, that, that outsider guy that a guy from New York, who was he? And when a boy, we got him to the cross. It's like, whew, man, we're just the the power of the cross. Is, it, it is uh, well, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. That's anybody that doesn't believe Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior. Uh, but to us who are being saved to those who are saying yes to Jesus. Yes. I believe you died on the cross. Yes. I believe you conquered death and hell. Yes. I believe you conquered the grave and you're at the right hand of the father. I don't understand it all, but yes, I believe it to those being saved. You know, the power of God. One of the uh, beautiful things about the embrace of the cross, you know, the reproach of the cross and the embrace of the cross and that, union i grew up in the in the 60s and uh i i loved martin luther king and i i i grew up in a very racially mixed neighborhood and i i loved i had many black friends all my life and i see the i see the division that has been spawned by the media and and it's so heartbreaking it's so heartbreaking but you know at the cross uh 
I have great, great Christian black friends, and it take a bullet for me, and I'll, I'll do for them too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, uh, Dude, just, the, the, the cross, the cross brings the the cross is the glue. Yeah, the the cross is the glue that every piece that comes to the cross adheres to one another. And gels it, to one another it breaks down those barriers in marriage and, and marriages can resolve at the cross and it breaks down that rebellion that kids have against their parents when the kids come to the cross yeah. all of a sudden they realize my parents weren't as dumb as i thought they were my parents loved me unconditionally and oh my goodness and at the cross that that those parental uh relationships just just get in focus uh the, the cross know. the cross gives you the value of life and all that it pertains to you think of those early days uh, right after the cross, the whole Jewish Gentile thing, you know, the preaching. Uh, but now in Christ Jesus, you are f- far off or not made nigh by the blood of the cross. And uh, there's neither Jew nor Greek nor male nor female. All that cultural division goes away. All that racial right. division goes away. All that marital pro- goes away. Legitimately goes away. Yeah, and then the bonds that are made. Unbelievable. It's wow. It's one of the funnest things about being saved is is friends, you know, who are committed uh, to the Lord. And the, I, I experienced it very quickly uh, soon after I was saved. And you know, as the years go by, it's like almost fifty years ago now. But it's just as sweet today as it was when I first experienced it. You know, and I just think of the brotherhood that we have as preachers together. Uh, we get a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, it's your fault. No, no, it's you. It's your fault. I'm we, blaming you. Blame shifted here. I know, uh, but but you know the 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 truth is, we have relationships because of the cross that we never would have had without it. There you go. I mean, things that don't even make sense when you're going like, we have nothing in common but Jesus, but that's all we need. It's the coolest thing. And, and here we are sitting here doing a podcast together, but the, the power of the cross has bonded our hearts forever. <clears throat> and um, we have hope Amen. because of, of, the, of the cross that when, when we go back out into the world and we go to the market, we see people that don't have hope. And it's that cross that yeah. brought us that, that blessed hope. And so, man, <clears throat> that cross is no mistake. No mistake. And without the cross, um, no hope. And, uh, but, but the cross brings deliverance, uh, brings life, brings peace, brings perspective, brings everything uh, uh, into uh, the right light and... Um, and it delivers the world to all those uh, who are being saved by it. It is the power of God. Well, I hope you have enjoyed today's uh, uh, podcast. Of nope, to our audience, we had no notes for this, no planning. We just sat down, I know. and it just it just unfolded. This one was of God. We're not near that smart. We had some help. Amen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's of God because. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, my brains have a tendency to leak out. <laughs> hey, God bless you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope it answers some questions. I hope, really hope and pray that you now have the right understanding and perspective of the cross. It's not just two sticks nailed together, but it is deliverance. It is life. It is joy. Uh, it's so much involved in it. I pray 
I pray that one day you don't see it as foolishness, but that you see it as the power of God. And if you see it as the power of God, you share it with someone else so they don't see it as foolishness. God bless you. I hope you like, share, subscribe. Have a great week.